everybody, this is Shane Smith, and you're listening to Texas Toast Podcast. This is Texas Toast. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. up in immigrant montana great place great people great music like you walk away from there and you have a second family yeah 100 percent. it's it's a <laughs> we've we played it back you know through our 20s and uh i don't know how many times we've played here i think at least like probably three or four times or so and um anyways but they've expanded it it's it's much bigger than it was back in the day and and uh they've had it sold out over here for a little while and so it's a it's a cool feeling coming through here for the first time in four years or whatever. And it's, you know, I think they've they've sold like fifteen hundred tickets or something like that out here. It's it's a neat neat place though. It's just so beautiful. It is a neat place. And what I found when I went to Montana was there was there's so many like country music fans, Texas country, red dirt. Like it's just such a mix. And I got to meet some musicians from there when I was there. So it's nice to catch up with you, Shane Smith. And let's talk about, let's do go back a little bit as we were talking about in the beginning, because I remember when first album hit, motion hit, I was in radio, but not only that, but I already had a friend that had been going to your shows that I fish with. And he was like at your shows, him and his wife were constantly going. He's like, Shane Smith and the saints, get ready, get ready. And so here we go. The new music starts hitting. You started off with that. What was it like when you recorded the first album? Uh, man, it was uh, it was a really long process. We originally, I had recorded an album on my own that was at way, way, way back in like probably two thousand eight, and um, and but it was just me, pretty much. By myself with a couple uh, musicians helping me out in, in when I was in Tyler, Texas, and uh, and then Coast was recorded while we were after I'd moved to Austin. We initially had gone and recorded it um, uh, with a guy named uh, Steve Collins over in Lockhart, and then um, essentially we ended up we were just super green, you know, like we were just getting going and not really great with recording music and we pretty much ended up re-recording the whole thing in Tyler and um uh with a buddy of mine Bob Gentry and uh anyways and it so it was a very long drawn out process but eventually we got it done and and um and and then started trying to you know push whatever singles to radio that we could and, and just get just try to get something out there and and uh, that's when we started touring a lot heavier and actually getting out of state and, and playing, you know, in, you know, different places outside of Texas and Oklahoma. And um, we had met the Turnpike Troubadours around then, like a year before then, probably 2012 or so. And no one really knew who they were yet either. And we we would open a ton of shows for them, you know all over like in Texas and Oklahoma and Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri, you know, different places like that. And that was our first time getting to experience anything like that, really getting to travel and, and play shows. And um, it's just a lot of fun and just really eye opening uh, period of time. 
Oh, yes. It was it was so eye-opening and it was so enjoyable to see the two of y'all together back in those days. And there's something still so comforting about listening to Dance the Night Away and All I See Is You. And I just want to talk about the birth of All I See Is You, when how that song came about. How long did you have it before you recorded it way back then? <laughs> um, so it was actually, uh, it was me and uh, our fiddle player, Bennett, and a buddy of ours, Conley, in Austin, those two had come up with the idea that they were going to write a song for their girlfriends at the time and record it as a Valentine's Day gift. And they knew that I knew how to record music kind of on like my laptop, and I had some mics and things like that. And so they were like, hey, do you care if we come over to your house and record? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And so then I was like, man, I should probably do the same thing. And you know, because back then you could, we couldn't really afford any Valentine's Day gifts or anything at that point. And uh, so I ended up writing, you know, writing that song. And um, anyways, we all like recorded little little demos of our songs or whatever. And then it ended up, uh, you know, and it eventually it ended up being a just a really successful thing. That is one of the best stories I've ever heard. That brings me to the next question. It's like, so with the music and the years you've had in music and specifically talking about that song. So back then, when writing this for a Valentine's Day gift, did you ever think that fast forward many, many years ahead, that song would end up in one of the most popular TV series ever? <laughs> I No, I did not think so at all. And to be honest, we weren't even going to record it because initially, you know, my wife and I try to be kind of private with our, our personal lives and stuff. And we're not necessarily like trying to post photos of each other on, on our social media all the time. You know, a lot of people do that and I think it's great, but we try to like separate it a little more. And, um, and initially that, you know, the intention was that was just going to be like her song and like, you know, it's like, isn't really exposed out there to the world or whatever. It's just kind of like our thing or whatever. And, and then once we were recording the album Geronimo, uh, we were pretty far into the recording and then all of a sudden it was like, Hey, uh, we should really record that song. Like, I feel like that would help this album a lot. And, and so she and I had the conversation and, and she was like, yeah, well, let's just maybe like, maybe don't use it as a radio single. Let's just like, maybe put it on the record if you need it on the record. Anyways, I feel terrible, It, it but it's, you know, we ended up, and then our, immediately when it was recorded, our, our radio promoter calls and was like, that's got to be the first single. And so it just ended up snowballing into what it is today. And, you know, fortunately... It's it's just made our lives way better and, and it's just helped us out so much, you know. Now it literally is a gift of a song to all of us. So thank you for that. So you do, you have dropped a couple of new songs, Fire in the Ocean, which absolutely love and uh, Hummingbird. So does that mean, is that a precursor to there's some new stuff coming? Yeah, absolutely. There's, we've got a lot that we've been recording and, um, and so, you know, we can't really say a ton about it, but, uh, you know, we're just, uh, I mean, there's absolutely a, a new record uh, that's going to be coming. So, 
That's exciting. Very exciting. So, and a big show that you, that y'all, um, you headlined at Red Rocks. That was big for all of us. And what we thought was so cool is that we're able to watch it like on your website. That was cool. There, you kind of shared that with everyone. With That was yeah. huge for y'all. Yes. Man, it was so cool. And that was with, uh, that was with our friends at Buffalo Trace uh, Distillery. They, um, they sponsored for us to be able to live stream it and, and have it out there for the world. And, <laughs> Unfortunately, the venue lost Wi-Fi like in the middle of it. And so there was like a 10 minute gap where the feed was gone. Um, but anyways, it came back and it it was just it was a really cool, really cool night, really cool uh, live stream. And um, yeah, we were just thankful to them for helping, helping to pay for all of that and get it all uh, make it possible. Hey guys, producer Kyle here. If you're looking for the perfect gift for the Texas music fan in your life, you've got to check out More Than Music Creations. More Than Music teams up with Texas bands and artists like Randy Rogers Band, The Wilder Blue, Pat Green, Bree Bagwell, and Jade Marie Patek to create unique handcrafted jewelry that's inspired by that artist's music and made with their own used guitar strings. A portion of each sale goes to giving kids in the Central Texas foster care system the gift of music through mentoring and private lessons. To check out the full collection of this one-of-a-kind jewelry, visit www.morethanmusiccreations.com. Now back to the show. Let's dig in and and talk about the band and your band members and uh, just kind of like, you know, different things and interests that y'all all all have together. So, uh, you know, a lot of our guys, everybody's pretty active. Um, normally if I'm in a new town, I'll, uh, I'll normally go for a run around the town just to kind of go, go look at, you know, just actually go see it. Mm -hmm. And so that I really enjoy doing that. And then, uh, some of our other guys like Bennett, our fiddle player and, uh, Dustin, our lead guitarist, they'll go get on bikes. They love like mountain biking and doing all that. So they'll go hit some trails if they can. Um, our, our drummer Zach is a, a great skateboarder. So he always goes and finds a skate park and all right. And, uh, Chase, our basis is uh, really big with weightlifting. And so he and I will normally go to a gym or me, him and Dustin will normally go to a gym together and uh, we try to do that every day if we're if we're on the road. And anyways, yeah, so that's kind of like the breakdown. But everybody's really active uh, for the most part when when we're out. Yes. And that that's a good thing. And it's it kind of, it, it, you know, it's apparent because y'all have such a high energy show. It's great that you're that active. So speaking of active and, and speaking of shows, you've got a big fall tour coming up. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It broke up a little bit, but I... I think you were talking about the fall tour and we just announced that. And so that's really exciting. It's, it's covering a lot of ground. I know we're going to be, uh, you know, in parts of the West coast, we're going to be, you know, from there all the way over to, um, like far Northeast coast and up in Boston again, and, um, a lot of places like that. So we're really excited and it, and, What's special about it to us, a lot of these venues that we're getting to play are, uh, um, you know, it's just, it's like a step up from what, what we've been playing historically. You know, you spend so many years doing bars and bars and grills and things like that. And then, and then you move up to like the, 
the like smaller music halls, you know, or, or, or the very small theaters. These are the first ones where we're getting to do a lot of them are like, you know, one to 2000 cap theaters and stuff like that. And like getting to do like nine thirty club in DC, which is a, an awesome one. Uh, Italia hall in Chicago. And, um, uh, I think it's Webster. I think we're doing Webster hall, if I'm not mistaken in Manhattan. Um, and, uh, anyways, there's just, there's a lot of really cool venues. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And, and, um, yes. And not to mention the Ryman also the Ryman. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I've, I've never stepped foot in the Ryman, so I'm really excited about that. And, and it's been sold out for a while. So it's, uh, um, I, know. Really- I had it I had it on my radar and I knew it was going to sell out quick because I want to head that way like and I was hoping that it would work out but I'll, I'll catch a show sooner or later so that that's no, exciting yeah, always, stuff. It's, it's really exciting and and um anyways yeah there's just there's a lot of really cool stuff on the horizon and and uh like I said before we're just trying to finish up recording a, a bunch of new music right now and then and they're going to dive into that. We've also got like a really big show in Texas, in in uh, New Braunfels, Texas, that's uh, called uh, Whitewater Amphitheater. And um, it's that's our first time headlining it. And it's like a, you know, I think it's like five and a half thousand people or something like that. So it's a big one. And um, or for us, it's a big one. And so we're really excited about that. We've played. We've played with Dwight Yoakam there. We've played with Ryan Bingham there, Randy Rogers, William Clark Green, all kinds of different guys, but uh, we've never headlined it. So so that one's really exciting. I think it's August 5th, so it's right around the corner. Well, speaking of y'all, you know, headlining places for the first time, let's talk about how y'all are out now. You've been been around basically veterans now. Who are is there any of the Texas Red Dirt Americana younger artists that catch your attention? Do you have time to visit with them while you're out and about? And maybe they're opening early for you. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've got there's always there's always somebody that's that's opening the show and I, I really like to try to like go and say what's up to him and meet him And, and, um, I'll say this, there's nothing worse than being an opening band and like, and just, you know, the headliner being a jerk to you or like not talking to you or not, not right. being willing to have a conversation with you. And we've had that happen like so many times back in the day. And so you kind of have a, you know, you become like hyper aware of that. And, and so mm-hmm. I, I like, I re- like really try to make sure that we, we take the time to go say what's up and, you know, and not let our schedules or our personal lives or whatever get too hectic to be able to at least go, you know, try to listen to them for a little bit and hang out. And, um, but yeah, we, we definitely always try to, you know, uh, try to hang with, with the, those you know local or younger talent um whenever whenever possible yes I, and, and i can see you just naturally being like that speaking of younger talent and i had been following him and i talked to his radio promoter and we premiered we talked about his new radio single so I, and then i saw a video of you with young tyler smith yeah He's a, Absolutely. I mean, it, it was like, he's amazing for the age that he's at. I bet that was just something else for him. No, 100%. He's a super nice kid. And, and, uh, 
and you know, I've been seeing him for for a good while, and it's just really neat to it's really neat to see him dive into it. Okay. Well, I know you've got so much to do and got to get back to it because I had I I could like just sit here and talk to you and pick your brain even more and more and more. But Shane Smith, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And one last question before I say goodbye: If you were a cocktail, what would you be? Oh man. If I were a cocktail, what would I be? Probably an old fashioned. I'm pretty old fashioned. Um, I uh, I like fires a lot. It it tracks old fashioned. <laughs> okay, well we'll we'll see you at a show. And again, I just can't tell you how much this means. Thank you so much, Shane Smith. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate it. Consider me.